داییم یه فرصت خوب حالا پشت مدافع خدا داد عزیزی توی دروازه گل گل برای ایران خدا داد عزیزی Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Golbazan. I'm joined by Arya and Pejman and my name's Sina. Firstly, I want to kick off this episode by saying and wishing you all a happy Noruz, happy new year to everyone. And um, yeah, I think to start off by is, is trying to challenge you two, Arya and Pejman, try to name, we, we have a little uh, half scene question, name seven players, uh, Iranian players, starting off with um, the, the letter S or or scene. I can't think of that many. Okay. I'm quite, I'm uh, struggling. Last name or first name? Uh, I'm thinking of uh, Samere. I, I would just do the S in uh, in English because... Sadar Azmun, that counts. Masoud Shojai, I think S, does it count? Or is it a... Uh, yeah, yeah. Shit? Yeah, we'll let you have a second name as well, so that makes it easier. <laughs> Sayed Yazatullahi. Sayed Manesh, that counts, right? So how many do we have now? Like four, five? Like five, yeah. Siomaka Nemati, world class. Your favorites. Well, anyone listening, um, if you if you're watching us on if you're listening to us on YouTube, and please please ensure that you're subscribed while you're there. Um, comment down below if you think of anyone else that we've missed, because I'm sure there's loads, but we just I can't think of any. I'm really struggling. Sorsha Makani, Sasan Ansari. Who else? Shoja Khalidzadeh. Did you mention Shojai? right? That yeah, counts. Yes. Oh, um, Jafar Salmani in the squad as well for this camp. Yeah. All right. Okay, well, let's... anyway, yeah. Happy Happy Nuru's again to everyone. Happy Nuru's everyone. And, um, to to Arya and as well. Cool. All right. So I want to talk to you guys both and and everyone listening about the 24 man squad list that's been called up by Scottish announced on Saturday. So. This is for the Iran Syria game on March 30th at uh, in Tehran at 5:30 p.m. local time. So just I guess give a bit of background. The, the, some players are missing due to COVID, uh, obviously. So Abed Zadeh, Jambash, Samagudos, Rezaei, they they can't make it. And of course, like recently, in I think the last hour or so, uh, you said Arya Golizadeh can't can't play either. So it's unfortunate, but I mean, there's nothing really we can do about that. So, I mean, there's no point really kind of covering that. But then obviously we've got the injured players as well. There's Pura Ganji and Muharami, they're, they're both injured. But what I really want to talk to you guys both about is, I think, probably the most surprising omission from the squad. And like we'll talk about the rest of the squad in a bit, but probably the the, the most surprising omission is Saeed Ezzatollahi. So, Arya, what what do you kind of make of that? Because he's been playing, he's been playing fairly consistently in Denmark. Yeah. So Said, for me, I think the situation really comes down to a couple of things. First and foremost, Said is a player who, look, if if you told me back in October he's not in the squad, I would have been completely okay with it because at the end of the day, he has he hadn't been playing much club football for a long, long time, and he wasn't active on the pitch, so I would have been completely okay with it. But the problem I have, uh, it's really annoying me, is that. 
I understand you drop him once and you want to make a statement, but you don't drop him after he's played a full season. That just makes no sense to me. It just makes no sense. Because at the end of the day, he's one of the best players the national team has, whether you like it or not. You know, Scotchard should know that himself. He's a, he used to coach him at Malavon. You know, he's one of his youth players from Iran. It's not the right statement to make, to say that if you're trying to tell me and Pejman, I'd love to hear your argument against it if you have one. If you're, if you're trying to tell me Ahmad Nurullahi, Ali Kanimi and Esan Harisafi are all better than um, Saeed Zatullahi, then listen, if any of them can make it in Europe, then come back to me and tell me. Because I don't think um, Ali Kanimi made it in Europe. He didn't have a, a career in Croatia. Ahmad Nurullahi never played outside of Iran. Harisafi only played like, I don't know, a couple of seasons in Greece and then went back to Iran and now he's doing pretty much nothing and yes he's the captain but it doesn't mean he should be getting called up 100% and then you've got Omid Nur Afghan as well and you're trying to tell me this guy who's a, a Charleroi reject is now better than Ezatullahi as well come on man this is one of the worst omissions I've seen in a while from a national team head coach and I think you know if you look at the, the narrative outside of you know whether or not he's better or not you know uh, from from what I've heard there's there's obviously been problems with uh, himself, Scotchich, and agents behind the scenes who maybe have been able to influence the decision that for him not to be selected. I'm not going to go into detail about it because obviously it's very, very private. But of course, it's something that is obviously in in there and it's in discussion. And it's a shame that something a player like that, who we interviewed recently and we know how much of a, a great player he is isn't being called up for random bureaucratic issues, whatever it may be. And I think it's a, a, a real, real uh, shambolic decision. Yeah, I, I, some very strong words. Pejma, I'd love to hear your take. Yeah, sorry. To be honest, uh, I don't uh, have anything to say against Oryo. I agree with him. And this is kind of like the Iran that we had for some while that nobody of us misses if... Uh, the player selection is based on, you know, stuff that happens outside the field, private issues. That's something that Iran always have problems with, at least at club level. Now, if this is the case, yeah, even on natural team level at this stage, uh, it's it's kind of concerning, to be honest, because we can't, you know, let uh, this kind of influences or whatever it, it might be affect the the natural, the best for the natural team. And at this moment, I believe the best for national team would be to have Said in the squad because he's that good to, to be in the squad. So I hope that this will be figured out for the World Cup qualifiers. I really do. And I also do believe that Denmark have been a, a good step for Said getting regular play time in a decent league uh, yeah, in a you know, okay club in Europe and uh, with good uh, facilities as well, no? Yeah, I mean uh, Denmark uh, and Sweden are, are quite similar, but the thing with Denmark is that they have much better uh, since it's more south of Europe uh, compared to Sweden. Uh, you you don't have the issue with the real cold and the snow that you can have in in Sweden, and therefore in Sweden we have a lot of plastic pitch uh, turf, but you don't have that in Denmark in the same way, and that's I think is a key issue to to keep uh, growing. So I hope, for Said's sake and Team Ali's sake, that this is just like something that happened for a friendly against Syria and at the World Cup qualifiers. Yeah, what, sorry, Sina, just before you you come on, 
just obviously just to give more narrative. Listen, the last goal we scored, he assisted it for Gaidi against Bosnia. Like it's not like he was playing badly for Iran first and foremost. He was still playing good. And then second, uh, I've not mentioned Omid Ebrahimi. I think everyone would notice that as well. Omid Ebrahimi for me should have been in the squads anyway. I'm glad he's recalled. But Omid Ebrahimi is a very high level midfielder for me anyway. So I'm I'm happy he's in the squad. But Saeed is, is in my opinion, the best defensive midfielder we have. I mean, I've been very vocal about this. I think he is probably our future captain. Like I, I don't think... I, I think he's a leader, natural leader. And I, I really don't see see why he can't be... Uh, the national team captain in the future. But I think overall, this sets a pretty dangerous precedent because when you're moving from the the, the Carlos Quirish era, era where European you know players that play in Europe are preferred over the ones that play in the domestic division and, and also like consistently playing in Europe, like that's, that's a very rare thing um, that, that our players have worked very hard to achieve. When those players are not being preferred over the ones that play domestic football, I I don't. It seems like a step backward. I, I really don't. I don't understand it. I don't. I can't yeah. really get my head well, around that. Here's here's the thing. The Qatari players are going to finish their contracts very soon, so they won't have it. They won't be playing matches when the next games come around. But Saeed will be. So you're trying to tell me that that Omid Ibrahimi and Ali Kanimi are going to be more physically in shape by June. Than Saeed, and you're gonna call them up now over Saeed because you think that they're better now. You're not looking into the. The problem is he's looking too short term, Scottish. Too short term as a manager, you're you're not a, co- a club coach anymore. You're a national team head coach. You've got to be a long term looker, and you've got to say, look, in the long term. Look at Kairos. He used to call up uh, as a toddler when he wasn't even playing for a roster. Or the same with the Desjardins. He was still calling because he he trusted these players and he built a system around these players. That's not. This is, this is not the way a national team head coach works. As to say, oh, I want to just call up a different guy this time. I'd I'd understand it to a degree if he was kind of experimenting with new players that haven't had a call up before. This is a friendly at the end of the day. Like, let's not forget that. However, he's called up people who. I mean, they they they're not they're not strangers to the national team. You know, like a lot of them. You know, <laughs> Hajj Safi, Ibrahim, they are heavily experienced players. Like, I don't really get why he doesn't fit into this. Whereas if it was a you know new midfield, I'd, I'd kind of understand it. The, the narrative of having, let's say, oh yeah, it's just a Syria friendly, who cares? But I care. Like, I want to see the best national team players get called up. I don't care who we're playing against. It's not it's not a club. You don't just you don't just play players because you think they're not good enough. You need to call up the best players. I think it's, it's, I think it's a carry-on, man. I, I'm really not happy with that with that lack of a selection. Well, let's move on to the next topic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, so before we move on, the other omissions were, um, uh, well, I- Imani and, and Shiri. Uh, I don't know if we'll, we'll talk that much about that. Also, the assistant coach um, will also miss miss the game because he's he's in uh, Madeira, so he can't he can't fly either. But yeah, so let's talk about the squad as a whole. Let's move on from Ezotolai. So. Firstly, let's focus on goalkeepers. So no real surprises here, apart from obviously the omission of uh, Abed Zadeh. I'm I'm quite like if Abed Zadeh was able to to travel, I would very much be surprised if he didn't start over Ali Reza Behrenvand. I don't know if what do you think about that, Pejman? Yeah, I said it many times. For me, I I see him as the number one goalkeeper in Iran, and yeah, I do believe that he would be. Uh, 
getting some playing time in, in the friendly and, and showing his skills. Uh, Baron Vand, uh, I'm not going to go into that too much, but and, and I'm sad for for his sake that uh, he's got a bad spell uh, at his first season in Antwerp in in a good club in a decent league, and he has struggled a lot and lost his first spot again. Um, Abed Zade plays regularly in Portugal. I mean that should be enough to be to be honest. Uh, I don't see. You don't have to have that many reasons for not starting a, a goalkeeper. For me, goalkeeper. If a goalkeeper doesn't start, th- that's how uh, Beiranvan got his spot because Hariri wasn't playing enough, and you know he he was uh, always injured or or had issues with uh, with clubs or whatever. So that's how Beiranvan got his spot, and now he seems to be doing the same thing. The same thing seems to be happening to him. And Abed Zadeh taking that spot. So it will be interesting to follow and see who will actually start in the future. Yeah, yeah. Arya, do you think he'll start? This is a friendly of the day. He might experiment with a new goalkeeper. I mean, uh, Scotch loves an experiment. You know, he played Niazman in his first game. He had Abed Zadeh in his second game. He might play Mazahiri this time. So <laughs> you never know. Ultimately, I think Bayron Van is the best out of the three. No doubt about it. But um, he isn't in form, you know, he's not playing, he's he's the third choice technically now, you know, because Devolf um, was playing first choice for him, and then Butes has been a first choice anyway, so like technically his third choice, so I don't know what's going on with him, but Payam Niaz, man's a good goalkeeper, I'm happy he's back in his squad, uh, he's, he's been in the squad anyway, and Mazahe is a reliable goalkeeper, but he's he's a fourth choice for me, I think Orbitz would be first choice. Yeah, I think I think we'll leave it for goalkeepers, because yeah, I, I think Baron Vend. I don't know. It'll be interesting, but I think he'll probably start in the end, um, if I'm honest. But so moving on yeah, to I defenders. So. Yeah, I think he will. So moving on to defenders. So no real surprises here for me. So we got we got uh, Hosseini, Kanani, Khalidzadeh, uh, Golami as, as centre backs, and then Neymati and Tigdari, uh, and then yeah, Milad Mohamedi and Jalili. Um, so no real surprises for me. Um, I don't know. What do you think of it, Pejman? Uh, it will be fun to see some of the new players getting some uh, some minutes in the national team. That's it. Uh, to be honest, uh, I don't know Mr. Tiktori, Mr. Tiktok, uh, and how he plays. But uh, let's hope that uh, these players get some uh, get some international experience. Um, I have a much more of a strong opinion on this than Pejman does. I'm happy with Majid, Kanoni, and, and Khalid Zadeh. Right? Those those three are natural. You know, centre backs that we need in the squad, regardless of if they're playing or not. Obviously, Prali Ganji is not available. He's brought in RF Golami. RF Golami hasn't started a game for Estegla in a long time. So, if you're looking at it merit from merit-wise, should he be in the squad? No, he shouldn't. Absolutely not. You ask any Estegla fan as well, they'll tell you that he shouldn't be in the squad, and he shouldn't be. But he is, and he's a talented young player, so I'm happy for him. But he shouldn't be in the squad. Simple as that. The right backs, you got Siomakne Mati and Tikdari. Are you trying to tell me that Siomakne Mati and Mehdi Tikdari are better, are the second choice, third choice after Muharami? Are you really trying to tell me those two are after them or after him? Like, come on, man! Like, this is not the way to work for a national team, man. You don't just bring in random randomers to play in a position that's vital. You know, I know, I know Muharami's injured. I know he doesn't like Reza. Yeah, I know he doesn't like Lafuri. 
But you have like Daniel Esmaili Faru is doing fantastic for Sepan. You've got Saleh Ardani who's doing brilliantly under Nekunam at Fulad. You've got Ahmad Musavi who's doing really well at Estegal. You know, these guys are doing good and you're bringing in guys who are not, not even a right back. Nemati wasn't even a right back until like last year. So for me, it's a, it's a real surprise. Tikdari, I think, I think personally, he's been brought in to fill the void of having no Tiraktor player. Because Haithafi left recently, he went to Sepan, and I think Vahid and, and uh, Scotty have sat down and said, you know what, we need a, a Tiraktor player, because there's going to be a big uproar after we put the squad out if there's no Tiraktor player, and they put in Tikdari because there's a, there's a spot available. That's my opinion. That's that's exactly what they've done, in my opinion. Because there's no reason to not bring up a player like Esmail Defari has been fantastic this season. And then you've got Abul Faz Jalali who's been called up when you've already got players like uh, Noura Afghan and Hay Safi and Milad Mohammadi and Jafar Salmani who can also play left-back. So why have you got five left-backs in the squad? Why? You don't need five left-backs. You've got 24 players called up and you've called up five left-backs. Are you serious, man? Like, well, well okay, listen, that... this is maybe just the, the way, uh, sorry, uh, the way uh, Scotia see them. Remember that, uh, well, what's his name, Kairosh did the same thing uh, with uh, a lot of the players. They changed position in the national team right. and later they changed in the club as well. Oh, so, I agree, I agree with you. Don't take that exactly too, right. too hard. Well, let, let me just, let me just give, give you the numerical, numericals then. So, he's, so naturally he'll want to have four centre midfielders, right? So he's already got Karimi, Nurullahi, Haisafi and Ibrahimi. Those are, those are the four. Nur Afghan would be the fifth one. Why would he need five? You know, then Nur Afghan has been playing left back all season for Sepan, all season. And then you've got, so that's someone who's naturally a left back. And then you've got Abul Faz Jalali is uncapped. Why does he need to be in there? You could have brought in someone like Mohebi or somebody like Torabi or someone who's more experienced that you can bring in when Qolis are there. Yeah, listen, available. But there, there, there will always be discussions about who should play and who shouldn't be called and yeah, called yeah. up and didn't. So let, let's make that uh, analyze after the Sierra game. You know, we're not the coaches. Uh, some we still have to respect the coaches' decision, even if we don't agree with them. And later, let's see if the decisions were right. And it's listen, it's a friendly I, against I'm, Syria. To be I'm honest, I'm happy for Jalali. I think he's a good young player. I've seen him play at, at U20, U17 level, and I'm happy for him. But let's just see how he gets on i think we have very different like points of view about like what we want to see out of this game i think me and pejron are we're, we're very open to experimentation whereas aria like i feel like you just want to get the best team out there just to send well, sort of that, a message that, we have a month um two months to prepare for the four biggest games that iran's ever, ever ever had in the last eight years come on like we need to get the best players on the pitch man it's not it's not worth having jalali getting exper- experimented why? I don't. That's I don't. It's just the the question of why. I don't understand. Well, there's still going to be some holes in in the team. Even if you play the regular starter, there's still going to be some holes that he needs to fill with players. And I feel like this game is probably the experimentation to to do that. Um, and I, I I completely get you. Like th- there is a huge game coming up with the qualifiers that we'll talk about in a, in a bit. But I don't know. Like you can't just keep relying on the same group of players because. What if they get injured? Like, what if what if they get injured in the second minute or something? You have to bring in players, and if you if you haven't experimented, you can't do yeah. that. All right. Well, we've we've talked about it a bit already, but so let's cover midfielders a little bit more. So yeah, we talked about who who's who's been called up. So Haj Safi, Karimi, Nuralahi, Ebrahimi, and Nur Afghan fielders, and then we'll talk about the wingers in a second. But uh, I don't know. Have we have we we've basically covered everything really, um, Arya? What do you really think? 
Is there anything we've kind of omitted there, apart from, you know, to, to say there's a Tolle omission? No, look, I mean, the midfielders are good. They're all very good midfielders. And I'm happy that they've all been selected. I'm happy Omide Brahimi's back. As I said before, he's a very, very good, experienced player. But is he a long-term option? That's a question you have to ask. Is he long-term? I don't think he is. I don't think a 35-year-old can make it to the World Cup and play. You know, so, you know, I don't know. I don't see Omide Brahimi as a long-term option. And I don't think Hoy Safi is the guy who should be captain. But he is. Yeah, it is what it is. So, yeah, the attacking midfielders, obviously, uh, Golizade can't play because of COVID. So I guess we'll, we'll hear about a replacement fairly soon. I'm not quite sure. But, um, yeah, we got Raidi and Vaid Amiri and then uh, Salmani. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, what do you make of that, Arya? Yeah, I'm, I'm so happy to see Jafar Salmani in the squad. I'm so, so happy for him because he's a wonderful kid, a wonderful player. I followed his career at Santa Anaft and U23s for Iran. You know, he's a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant player. And I'm really happy to see him in the squad. I'm, I'm happy to have Vahid Amiri there. I think he brings a lot of experience and energy, as we know. Mehdi Gaudi, you know, the superstar in Iran. And it's a shame Adi Gaudi obviously can't make it. But yeah, they're they're good players. Obviously, it's a shame we couldn't uh, see someone go do some Jalan Barsh. But th- this is the best we have. What do you make of it, Pejman? I agree with Arya and... Uh... It will. I don't want to sound like a broken record and and say like we'll see. It's a friendly game and stuff like that. Uh, but that's what I will. <laughs> what I need to say anyway, because we know that we have a really strong uh, uh, offensive players. You know, so whoever plays, you know, like Mohebi or Salmoni, whatever, they, they won't maybe even be on the bench in the World Cup qualifiers when we have players like. Toremi and Osmoon and also Ansar, if are doing great, maybe Ali Khorazadi will, will uh, return. Maybe Kaveh Rezai won't even get to, in, into the squad. You know, that, that's that's the depth of the national team we have at the front. Uh, as you said, some others as well. So it, it's great opportunity for these players to get some uh, minutes. Who's uh, who's replacing Khorazadi uh, for you, Pejman? Listen, I, I've been a fan of Torabi, but this guy, what can I say? That, that, uh, the, the, the potential that he showed when he was at his peak was phenomenal. It was like, this guy needs to move to Europe and become a professional-minded and a professional player, taking it to the next level. And then, you know, doing, not doing that and moving to, to the Arab leagues ruins... His uh, his star quality, but let's not forget that Taremi went to uh, Rio Ave from from Al Qarafa when he was like 27 or something like that, and we we thought maybe the same about Taremi as well. You know, like who cares how good you are in Qatar? But uh, I hope he can prove me wrong. I really really hope so because I think he's a he's a fun player to watch, unorthodox and and can make that little extra that we need sometimes in, in the build-ups. He's back to Paris Police now, isn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah. He, like so, one, two months ago, right? Yeah, so, I mean, that's just a terrible, terrible career move for him, man. It's, just, it's hilarious, because, like, as you said, he's such a talented player. But yeah, he's got the he's quality. Never, he's never moved to Europe. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Uh, but for me, it would be Mohamed Mohebi. I think he's been he's been the, the standout player in the league. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. See what happens. It's a big, it's a big loss. I really, I really yeah, enjoyed yeah. watching. What is it? Oh, sure. yeah, 100%. yeah, 
I really enjoy watching him. So, anyways, moving on to strikers. So, no real, no big surprises here. Obviously, Reza, you can't play, but um, you got the usual suspects. So, you got Salah Asmoun. Uh, after his red red card um, in in Champions League, Mehdi Taremi's uh, in. Uh, Sayed Manesh, who I absolutely love, is is in. Um, and Karim Farad makes a return, which is which is nice to see. Pejman, what do you make of that of that strike force? I'm really eager to see what they can do. I hope they smash Syria like five six goals. I I still can't forgive them for for their unfair way of playing in the uh, draw. Was it in like in Malaysia or Indonesia or somewhere? Uh, they, they don't know yeah, fair play. Malaysia. Yeah, and, and I, a lot of people back then said to me like, "Oh, how can you say this? Like Syria, they're like in a, such a tragic war and stuff like that." And they are, and I, and it's it's a really shame. But those eleven players weren't you know fighting for or against Assad. They were just being a, a shitty, un, unclassy team. So you know, I, I hope whoever scores, they celebrate a lot. Uh, and I'm happy to see Ansari Fard. I think he 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 knows how to score goals, and he's like that dark horse that comes every now and then and uh, makes a difference. And let's not forget he also scored a penalty against uh, Portugal. So mm. I, I hope he yeah, starts and scores. He's been kind of out of favour though, Kerryman Seyfard. I don't know. Like I, I still enjoy watching him. I think he's a very good player. Like he brings a lot of good experience and, and all of that stuff. But yeah, he's been a bit out of favour. And I think. Carver Rezai being out really favours him his position. All right, what do you what do you make of the strike force, Arya? Yeah, I agree with what what Pejman said. I think like I think Ansari Farns a very good number nine. Like when he wants to be, he'll be able to get there and score goals. He'll impact the game. But there's a question mark with Ansari Farns at the moment, in my opinion. Anyway, like he's thirty, he's nearly thirty one years old. It's the same situation with uh, Omid Ibrahimi. Is he gonna be at the next World Cup? I don't think he will. And uh, there was this, obviously, the um, Shahab Zahidi was upset on Instagram. He posted a story, which in my opinion, shouldn't have done, but he did anyway. And he, you know, he posted a story like, being, you know, upset with the, the not, not being called up. There's rumors of him playing for Ukraine now. But I don't know. Like, Ansari Fard, I, I like him. I think he's good. I think he's good to have in the squad. I think he's a good good head in, in there. Obviously, Osmond and Tarimi. And Sayad Manesh. You know, Sayad Manesh is a wonderful, wonderful talent. Generational talent that we need to nurture. We need to nurture. Unlike the way Zatullah, he's being uh, dealt with just at the moment. I hope he's nurtured properly and called up to camps when he deserves it. But no, like I, I, I think he's very, very, very good. I hope he, he, he gets a chances to score a goal. Last time he played Syria was 5-0, you know, and Aligar Saad managed to score his, his first goal on his debut. And yeah, the but the thing that I want to quickly just discuss, I think I've heard it on on a, on a few pages here and there on social media as well. Uh, some Iranian football fans have been speaking about the the possibility of calling up. Um, Sepahan striker Sajjad Shabazadeh who has been top goal scorer of the league for a little while now he's 16 goals this season so far in the Persian Gulf Pro League and people are saying he should be called up I don't understand that why should he be called up you've got you, you, so you're telling me like obviously Moralnu was one of the top goal scorers last season he went to Europe he failed and now he's not, he's not called up so why is he not called up you know why because people don't understand the Persian Gulf Pro League isn't the same as playing in Europe. Chabazadeh was playing in Turkey. He didn't do anything in Turkey, did he? If you take him to AEK where Ansari Farid is, do you think he'll score 16 goals more than Ansari Farid? I don't think so. 
I don't think he'll score more goals than Ansari Fad in, in the Greek league. So for me, people who, who, who are making these th- like accusations, Scorch didn't call up Shabazz or that. Come on, give me a break. I'm going to say the same thing. Uh, look, Arya, you're not the coach. Get over it, you know? You, you're, not, you're not the one uh, picking the players. <laughs> we can do an entire pod about uh, Arya's 11 or, or squad and uh, Scorch's squad. To be honest, for me, it's not interesting, you know? And, and I'm saying it as a, as a football fan. I have a lot of opinions of who should play and who should be in the squad. But, you know, since I can't make that decision, I, I, don't, I don't give it any effort. And I don't, I don't let it take my time. That's what I'm saying. And you, you can be angry and mad that some players aren't in the squad. I agree with you. And, you know, we can just address that shortly. But, you know, that's it. That's exactly nothing we can do. About it. So, for me, it is, I would love to hear you, you, uh, your analysis after the game, and we will do a part about that as well. And then we can see, you know, which player did what and how that was good or bad. But you know, player yeah. X not playing because he's in that league and that league. No, but I do want to just make sure that you well, don't right. I was saying Shabazz this should not be called up. Not he should be called up. And he wasn't called up. So I'm happy. I'm happy I'm sorry Fire is in the squad. Just to make sure that you, you don't you understood what I was saying. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. I've seen yeah. the squad. I know who's in it. Well, I mean, that's why we're Ooh. here on the podcast. Talk about talk about this stuff. I mean, at the end of the day. But I think a question I want to pose to you guys is with the variety of players. I mean, Ario kind of alluded to the abundance of left backs. How do you think the lineup will be? Like, what's the formation he'll use? What are the tactics he's going to use for this game? Um, Pejman, I'll start with you. Who knows what the tactics will be? I have no idea. I mean, we've seen Scottish too little in the national team to, to, to know. I just hope that players can adapt to the system and a tactic that Scottish wants. And it's really important that uh, there, there's enough uh, belief and confidence and... and uh, and smartness in the players to to be able to adjust to that, and that's something that Kairos was able to do really good. Now I don't know until when we should stop comparing Scotchish to to Kairos as well, because that's a problem. He's he's not Kairos. He's Scotchish, and he may choose what he, what he wants to do. So uh, how do we want to play? If we play against a weaker team such as Syria, we should be able to to have a attacking formation, an attacking style of play, at the same time being aware of counterattacks. And and Syria have a lot of good players actually that they shouldn't be underestimated. But Iran have to play to win because Iran have to more or less win all of their games in the upcoming World Cup qualifiers. And therefore, uh, I would love to see the best eleven out of that squad start. Arya, what about you? I think this is maybe my Scottish side coming out a little bit, but uh, I think we need to keep a clean sheet. You know, that's the most important thing for me. I think we need to keep a clean sheet. We cannot concede a goal in this game. If we concede a goal in this game, it'd be, be bad. We cannot concede a goal against Syria, especially since we beat them 5-0 under Wilmot. You know what I mean? So <laughs> we have to keep a clean sheet. Then when it comes to goals, I want to see us score a lot of goals as well. I want to see, you know, Osmond and Tarami get on the goal sheet. Uh, and, you know, I want to see us impact the game. Um, I don't know, tactically, like Pejman said, I don't know what he'll do. It's his choice as a coach in the day. I don't really mind what he does anyway. I want us just to play well. You know, if he plays a back three, I don't mind it. He played well against Bosnia for back three. You know, go for it. But just make sure you play the best players. Simple as that. Uh, the prediction, I think 
with the, the lack of goalies are there in this team, I think it will be a little bit difficult for us to create chances. I think it will probably be something like 2-0. Yeah, I'll go with 3-0. Pejman, what about you? 6-0. Smash them. <laughs> I don't know. It could happen. Yeah, why not? Um, so before we move on to fan questions, uh, I also wanted to talk to you guys quickly about the upcoming qualifying games for the World Cup. So and and how Bahrain is is hosting the qualifying matches. So Aria, what do you kind of make of that? Like, do you have any more sort of like information around why that's happening? Look, me and Page One have different different opinions on this, so I'll, I'll give my opinion. I don't know, and I'm gonna say that from a sporting standpoint, regardless of what you want to say regarding the facilities that they have, from a sporting standpoint, and if, even if it's on, in front of no fans, even if it's COVID um, related. There should not be a situation where one team in the group gets to play more home matches than everyone else. For me, that's not fair. That's not fair. And and we only get to play one home game, and that was against Cambodia. I don't understand. That's not fair. That's not fair at all. Regardless of the whole, you know, again, how good the facilities in Bahrain are. And there's, there's a letter that they sent to AFC from IFF. And there's there's obvious signs that Bahrain actually have probably more... Uh, COVID cases per population than Iran and they've already had to cut off their league numerous times for in September I think it was you know and that shows they have issues with COVID as well so it's not like they don't have any issues and I don't know like for me it's an excuse by AFC not to put it in somewhere else in a neutral just put it in a neutral country put it somewhere else don't have to put it in one of the countries that the teams in the group are in it's not like it's not like it makes a difference. Do you know what I mean? You could, could just put it in Emirates or something. I think ultimately, I think Pejman will agree with me, Pejman. We have to win anyway. Like, we should be winning this game anyway. You know, it, you know what I mean? We should be It's not an excuse. We should be winning this game anyway. Right? But I think from a sporting standpoint, real, I think any team would, would say this. It shouldn't really happen. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. Have Iran been screwed over by AFC for not getting the host opportunities in the in this group while every other major team in the other teams in the other groups have gotten ex- except for Australia but they have their 14 days uh, quarantine rules so they, they were automatically ruled out so yeah have they been screwed over probably whose fault is it i would say probably iran itself and that's why i mean i'm i'm on team bahrain on this one listen bahrain is a country with like three million population they, they're no bigger than the, like Azadi square in tehran it's a it's a really small country in, in the persian gulf that for their resources they're doing quite good in the, in the national level of football and they're doing even better at afc level because they have really high officials in uh, in the asian football confederation and let's not fool ourselves and and think that the AFC is not as, let's say, corrupt or amateur or badly handled like FIFA, for that matter. I mean, FIFA giving the, the World Cup to, to Qatar with, with everything shown that, you know, it was bribes and they still are, are doing that. It just, it just shows uh, that this doesn't stop at Asian level. Uh, so let's say I'm a Bahraini. And what's the best thing for me that can happen with the World Cup qualifiers? Well, probably to play the rest of my games, the away and home games, in my own country, right? 
And Iran wanted to do this, do the same. But we are so used to having a, such an incompetent and badly handled uh, football federation that I, I was not a bit surprised that Iran didn't get it for several reasons. First, I mean, I, I already mentioned that it's badly handled. And all the, the, the COVID issues, this is the next uh, uh, thing, though. The, the, the COVID issues, I think we can all agree that the numbers that Iran is showing up about the uh, amount of people that actually died from COVID are far less than people that actually died in COVID in Iran. Because uh, like the rest of the country, like the Football Federation, is being handled very, very poorly. So we have a great stadium in Azadi Stadium. And it's only great because it was built before the revolution, right? So it's over 40 years old. The other stadiums that were built after that, they are really, really poor and bad. And we just recently got some okay stadiums in uh, Fulad, Khuzestan, and also in in, uh, in Mashhad and Sepahan. But to play all the games in, in Azadi Stadium wouldn't be a problem. Iran have done it before. They have hosted uh, games for uh, Iraq and Afghanistan and Syria. So we know that they, they can do it. But what I believe, and I don't know because I don't sit in the Federation, I believe that Iran just simply thought that they would get it and they didn't you know, take the necessary measurements and do what, it, what they needed to do to actually get the, the hostings. And this was a perfect opportunity for a country like Bahrain that know that they, this is their opportunity to, to maybe actually qualify for the next round of the qualifiers to, to do what they need to do to get the, uh, the hostings. And they did that and good for them. It was, it was a good move. It was a smart move. And now Iran has woken up, uh, woken up and like, oh, damn, we, we lost our, uh, our three home games that were supposed to be played. And we're going to play them in enemy turf because, you know, Bahrain is not, it's not only that it's just another team in the, in the group. It's also the, one of Iran's biggest you know, enemies and always uh, blaming each other for cheating and whatnot. And maybe they're right, but Iran have problems with, with Bahrain before. Sorry. What's good in all of this is I do believe and I really hope that the games will be played without spectators because I think that that can be crucial for Iran and it can be tough for Bahrain to handle. But if Iran can't win against Hong Kong and Cambodia and whatever in any turf, then they might as well, you know, don't don't go to the World Cup. Uh, one thing I wanted to bring up, I think it's quite important to say this, is obviously, as I was saying, I don't think that Iran should get it either. I think it should have been in a, in a, in a neutral ground. I think it should have been a different country completely of all the countries in the group. However, the thing I have an issue with with Bahrain that I think is very important to bring up is if the five teams in the group, if, if all of a sudden all five teams have a COVID outbreak within Bahrain, as you said, it's a very small country. It's very difficult to contain that vi- virus within that many group of people, staff and players included, in a small country. Very, very difficult to do. My problem is that I think it's very bad that they've selected Bahrain out of all the countries in the group, that if it can't be contained then the cans, the group, the, the game. Are... It's not that small. But it's listen, small. If, yeah, but look, if it does happen, if they can't do that, if they can't contain it, the games will get cancelled again. That's a big, big problem if that happens. If Iran's games get cancelled again, I say it will. It, I would say that there will be probably much bigger risk 
for players and staff getting COVID in Iran than in Bahrain. That, well, I don't know, opinion. man. The containment of it—that's the problem. That's why—that's the issue I have. Is how much can you contain it within Iran than you can within Bahrain? I don't know. That—that's my question. No, I'd, I'd agree with Pejman. I'd agree with Pejman there. Um, that's, that's, I mean, the, I, that's the argument IFF were making. That's just—that's not my argument. That's, yeah. that's their argument, just to make sure. But I mean, looking at the situation as a whole, like it's obvious. I mean, talking your your point, Pejman, that Iran has been screwed over here. Like, there is no kind of two ways about that. They have been screwed over to some extent. They could have played on neutral ground, as Arya said. They've played in the UAE. They've played in Turkey before. However, what I will say is that as as kind of like long term, you know, Iranian football fans, we know how many challenges our national team and domestic teams, especially national teams, have faced in in comparison with other national teams. And every time these challenges have come up, come about, our players and our staff have kind of arisen to that situation. And in a way, it's kind of galvanized the players to play in a more aggressive style. And so, I don't know, I think maybe you could take a lot of positives out of the situation where they'll they'll also recognize that they have been screwed over to some extent. But maybe it might be, it might be, it might be a positive. It might actually give them more hunger and more desire to win. It can, sure, sure. That's a good motivation. Yeah, so I think that's probably a good good note to end on to go on to fan questions. So, Arya, what fan questions have you got for us? Actually, we just got one. We just got one uh, from Instagram from Sima in Paris. She asked, uh, given the, the lack of games because of the pandemic, um, obviously the preparation versus the other countries. How do you think the preparation for the national team will be affected from the pandemic? What, as in how will they respond? Yeah, yeah. How do you think that they can respond with the lack of preparation with the pandemic and, and all these things? I I kind of feel like a lot of other national teams have been in the same boat, though, haven't they? Like with a lot of... If, if they're preparing more compared to our team, then it'll be a problem, right? But I don't think they've prepared like considerably more, though, right? So I don't think it'll be a big problem. I don't know. I might be wrong in that. I, th- I think what she's trying to say, uh, maybe as Pejman, this is probably good, good one for you because she's trying to say like other cu- countries have more friendlies than us. Like there's a couple of oh, countries okay. in the group, for example, have two friendlies this this camp, whereas we only have one, and we've only had one in each of the other camps. Where obviously the Mali game got cancelled and the Oman game got cancelled in the first camp. So we've only played three games for four matches. Yeah, I don't know. We've already we've always had troubles like hosting and just organizing friendlies in the first place. I think like COVID probably like I don't know was a catalyst to to make it even harder for us. So in that sense, like yeah, it's it's bad. But I'd say there's there's a bigger underlying con- condition that Iran needs to address to help us get more friendlies. Like COVID is just one thing, right? But it's the organization factor and negotiation becoming yeah, an actual beacon of, you know, you, we can have we can we can host friendlies. We can have friendlies that needs to be addressed. Like, I yeah, COVID is just one thing. Pedro, want anything from you? I mean, aren't we used to play against Syria and Uzbekistan like, three <laughs> times a year? <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it's nothing new. You know, guys, what I miss, uh, do you guys remember the LG Cup was like back in 90 year 2000 maybe maybe you guys are too young i don't know Arya. maybe you're too young you should I google that too busy in my uh my, my my milk and my my food man that's the yeah. problem <laughs> lg cup Sina, i don't know do, do you have any remembers of that no i think i'm younger than Arya, so definitely not oh man <laughs> i'm too old i'm heading to my 40s it's an lg cup it was a really fun cup with like four countries playing in iran fully uh Sponsored by LG, you know, making TVs and uh, 
refugees and stuff. Uh, and they wanted to, like, you know, really getting the brand on in, in Iran. So they had some decent teams. It was like Cameroon, maybe it was Bosnia. I don't know. I mean, okay teams to play there. And it was like LG signs everywhere and a lot of people and a lot of fun because it was, it was like, a, like a mini tournament yeah. with, with four teams with semifinals and, and, and the final and stuff like that. Yeah. And I believe it was one year maybe in like Hong Kong or somewhere like that too. I don't know. But dude, I love tournaments because... It, it opens a good discussion, Pejmon. Do you know why? Because we are currently now in, in CAFA, C-A-F-A, the Central Asian Federation. You know, and we are, you know, with the likes of um, Turkmenistan, Uzbekistan, Afghanistan, Tajikistan. You know, we could easily All just, you know, and we don't have, we've not played a, we, we've nothing. Kafa do nothing. They haven't done anything. You know, there's obviously the the WAFF, the the West Asian. We were used to playing that. Do you remember that? We used to play competitions in that, and we used to play matches. Well, we left that now, and Kafa haven't yeah. done anything. Which is a big shame because Kafas. I mean, come on, those you know? countries, they are even worse than Iran. And, yeah, but uh, it's an excuse to play a friendly, you know, Uzbekistan, IFF. you know. Um, it's better than having one friendly at camp. I don't know. Is what yeah, it is. I, I would argue it's not about the frequency of friendlies, it's about the quality of them. Like, if you get, yes, when you get yes. Saudi Arabia organizing friendlies with like Uruguay and we're hosting friendlies with like Sierra Leone, like. Come on, it's a big difference, and that was before COVID was happening. Like, Sierra Leone, not to forget. Oh yeah, no, the <laughs> Farmers League, man. That was the Farmers. I, I was actually on the Sierra Leone game in Iran, so it was their B team. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You, well, you actually I talked about the last pod. Um, yeah, you, you can't compare Iran with you know uh, uh, Saudi Arabia because you know the a lot of federations yearly budgets are saved due to a friendly against. Saudi Arabia and now the, the latest thing that they're doing is like uh, hosting these boxing galas and and getting a shitload of money to to boxers and promoters just to be in Saudi Arabia and uh, yeah I mean mo- money money talks yeah I mean this could be a discussion in itself because like yeah we'd probably talk about that for ages but uh yeah I think I'm gonna wrap it up there guys so um thank you again for joining me aria and pejman it's been a real pleasure talking with you two and again happy new Year's to you too and to everyone listening um if you did enjoy please be sure to leave a five star rating on apple Podcasts. check us out on youtube check us out on soundcloud all of the other podcast platforms uh leave a subscription as well while you're on youtube and yeah any if you have any more like fan questions after the syria game please be sure to how do they do it? They message us, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, also, we'll sweet. have we'll have new interviews coming very soon, so let's make sure you stay tuned for that as yeah. well. Yeah. So yeah, thank you so much, both of you, for joining me again. Thank you for listening, and yeah, we'll catch you in the next episode. Cheers, guys. Take care, guys. Hello, everyone. My name is Saida Zatoulaye, and you're listening to the Golbezan Podcast.